All right, let's do this. Take number 75. It is Saturday, <laughs> March the 11th. Welcome to the Freedom Ring. I'm Matt Toludo. That is Brother James. What's up? Uh, Operation January 6th Committee Takedown um, has begun. Uh, we'll talk about that in just a little bit. Lion Biden does it again. <laughs> uh, tapioca Joe. And <laughs> diaper Joe. Right. Um, the beginning of the end for Fauci. Finally. Mm. It's actually nice to hear. So, uh, and we're also going to talk. Um, we're going to talk finances with Brother James today because he's got uh, this little niche that he does on the side that might be of interest to some other Here people. Here we go. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about money. Go ahead. The Freedom Ring <laughs> on Rumble. Search the the free. You have to include the the, the Freedom the Ring. Freedom Ring. On Rumble, Bit Shoot and Bright Tion, and we're also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Yahoo Podcasts, and Stitcher. Give us a follow, like, and a share. Thanks for your support. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you. Show's growing. Every week we are growing. We appreciate that. Also, search The Freedom Ring Show on Facebook <laughs> for uh, various topics that we post throughout the week, as well as... Uh, Links to these to these shows. <laughs> Neither of us are drinking anymore, but it sounds like we are. The Freedom Ring Podcast, the Freedom Ring Podcast on Truth Social, and of course, always check an email, freedomringshow at gmail dot com. Uh, today's moment of faith. I was trying to remember who triggered this, but it's something that often comes up, and you can't be reminded about it too too often. Or too much. Yeah, that made sense. But uh, somebody was talking about how they just recently accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And things aren't... Ha- they thought... Everyone's under... Not everyone, but a lot of people are under the misconception when you get saved and stuff like that. That now you're, you know, God or Jesus, you know, is like a genie in a bottle. And that's not the way you're supposed to look at it at all. Why aren't things suddenly happen? You know, how, how come that I'm not hitting the lottery? You know, and, and I'm just using that as a, as a phrase, not physically. How come you know money is not growing on trees and stuff like that? But um, when when it feels like God isn't listening, we want to talk about waiting and uh, having patience. Because I, I believe it's extremely hard today because we live in such a now society. Um, everything is instant. TV shows. Remember, you used to, to watch a, 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 an entire season of a television show back in the day. It was If it was 18 shows, it was 18 weeks. Mm. Uh, now you can binge watch. We were just talking about The Sopranos, which you recently binge watched. No, not me. <laughs> Never. Did you or did you not? Yeah, it was a while ago. Okay. Um, microwave uh, ovens, I think, is what actually started all this, you know, with being impatient and stuff like that. But um, which makes looking at the Biden regime and what they're doing to America so painful because how long is it going to have to take to bring these criminals to justice? How long do we have to live with the blatant lie and all their thievery? How long until we could break it down to other aspects of your life as well? But how long until you know you finally kick that addiction? How long until you finally call it quits with the significant other that's treating you like dirt? How long until that opportunity at work finally presents itself? Waiting and developing patience is probably one of the hardest things to do in life. But uh, 
as you've as you keep saying and reminding me god's timing is perfect and um it's it's hard but it's not going to be overnight things aren't going to be overnight you have to wrap your head and that's i i, th- I think i'm bringing this up today is because some of these segments, some of these uh, moments of faith segments are like therapy for me. They're reminders for me because I'm going through changes right now. Um, not like hormonal or anything like that. <laughs> I, I'm going to stay dude. Yeah. Um, but it, it is a good reminder for all of us that we get impatient and we, hey, is God, is God even hearing me when I pray? Is it going to God? Um, and remember in the Bible, in James 5, verse 7, it says, Be patient, therefore, brothers, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, being patient about it, until, it's, until it receives early and the late rains. Until it receives the early and the late rains. Um, God is feeding you. God is preparing you, developing you. So, basically, don't screw it up by... <laughs> Help me out here, man. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for you to finish what you're um, doing. You're doing good. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> Be patient. Just know that everything that you're praying for and everything that you're thinking of, he's hearing, he's receiving, but he's it's like a big game of chess. You've got to let him arrange the pieces. And again, we live, I think it's tougher now than ever. Because we live in such a now society. Galatians 6 verse 9. And let us not grow weary of... And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap, if we do not give up. If we do not give up. You're on the right path. You accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. That's the biggest thing. Mm. Now you're praying. Now you just lay back and be patient. Just stay in your lane. That's all I got. All right. Well, I have a couple of thoughts on this. My first is in in Proverbs, it talks about getting skillful and godly wisdom, getting knowledge, getting understanding. The way that you build your wisdom and knowledge and understanding is by reading God's word and by Asking God, the Bible says if you ask God for wisdom, he will give it to you liberally and upbraideth it not. That means God will give you the wisdom and he's not going to take it away from you. God's gifts are without repentance. So one way to, you know, settle down as I say, you know, like just chill and quit being so, you know, like, oh gosh, I got to hurry up and get this is, is to be patient. I also want to say this with the scripture, Matt. Galatians 6, 9 is a wonderful scripture, and I have to use that scripture to remind myself that, you know, there is there is a harvest coming, but there's things, like, when a farmer throws seed out on the ground, the next day he's not opening up his front door like, where's the corn? Right. You know, like, it, it has to grow, it has to cultivate, and, and all that good stuff. And that has, the as you expand on this keep in mind what we're dealing with biden and the whole administration and all the evil and all the perversity and all everything that's going on i believe it's all going to change real soon i think all the people all the guilty parties are going to be brought to justice but they all have to be exposed for everything that they've done the bible says that everything that's done in darkness will be brought into the light 
God is not mocked. God's been mocked by these people, these wicked people, for for a long time in this country. I mean, the corruption. You, you see these multiple, multiple-term politicians becoming extremely wealthy off of poor people. And the Bible is against that. The Bible, if you read Proverbs, it is it is an abomination. It is shameful for rich people to oppress poor people even more and take what little they do have and that's what they've been doing they've been robbing the american people for for a really long time so i believe that yes that's that's all going to come to light and better part so, of a century so, sometimes i get a little um upset too because w- when it comes to like congressional hearings and senate hearings and all that i i'm not going to say that I'm, i i don't know too much about it okay but you know, I see it's almost like a dog and pony show. You know, it's like, oh, hey, we're we're having this hearing, and we're we're gonna try this dude, and we're gonna ask him all these questions. It's like, all right, clearly they're lying. Clearly they've done all these wrong things. Now, why aren't they being, you know, jailed, or you know, why are, why are there no charges being? Why aren't they losing their position? You know, so I get a little upset Some, when, it, when it comes. Sometimes the trials up. are just for show. Uh, yeah, I feel like Maybe. that. Uh, I do, since Matt was talking about this, so two things I want to hit on. One is that the Bible says that God's ear is inclined to us. Us that are saved, righteous, God hears our prayers. Does God hear the prayer of someone who's not saved? He doesn't hear wicked people's prayers. His, his ears shut off to it. To us, God hears our prayers, and the Bible also says that he delights in the prayer of of the righteous. God delights in your prayers. I would go into my prayer closet or my prayer time thinking this way. God answers my prayers. Not, oh, well, I wonder if God's going to answer my prayer. No. When I pray, God answers my prayers. Because, and that's living in faith. Yeah, and because what I pray is in God's will. I'm not asking God to drop a Ferrari off at my house or, you know, like you said, give me the winning numbers for the lottery, you know, whatever. But so, if you'd like to. <laughs> yeah, Matt will take them. Just get a Chinese uh, fortune cookie, man. They have the numbers. <laughs> yes. Last thing I want to hit on, and Matt didn't say anything about this, but it, it brought to my mind. I hear, I've heard many Christians say this. Well, I'm just in a dry season. I don't believe in dry seasons. I believe in, the the Bible says that there's a season for everything, but there is... Dry season as in backing away from God? No, like, no, they're saying, like, they're, you know, everything's dry, they're not getting anything, nothing's being fruit, you know, there's, they're not, they're not seeing any kind of a harvest, everything's just real dry, they're in a dry season. Like, what the heck does that mean anyway? Or is God at work? Yeah, so, my, someone I love very much, um, went to the altar, and this is like last year or whatever, and they told me that when they were at the altar, someone came up and, and started praying for him. And they said this prayer over him. They were like, God, you know, I just know that they're in a dry season right now. And help them, you know, why they're in this season of everything being dry. Like, no, I, I don't I don't believe in dry seasons or anything like that. I believe in being patient. But, you know, all that stuff is just, I, I don't know what it is about some Christians, they like the, uh, I'm struggling, I'm a victim, oh, it's so hard to be a Christian. Jesus, and we covered this in the last podcast, I believe, Jesus said, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. The yoke that God gave us is easy. Our burden is to 
shine a light in this dark world. When it comes to sowing and reaping, there's times for everything. Sometimes when you sow something, you might get it immediately. One time I gave, I forget how much money it was. It was like one or 200 bucks. And later on that day, got a lot more money back. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it works like you, that. If you don't mind me asking, how did you get it back? Okay, I'll give you a for instance, all right? Here, here's, a, here's a better for instance. So you did you tithe and give... Here, here's a great for instance. Me and my wife, we had... And I'm being transparent. My wife doesn't like it when I do this too much. But I, I want to encourage you out there. One time, we were sitting in service and we had, I think, like $1,500 in the bank. And, man, I, was, I felt in my spirit, God was like, give it all. This is at, We already gave our tithe. This was everything we had in our account. God's, I felt the Holy Spirit saying, give everything in the bank. And I was like, all right, hey. And I look over at my wife. I said, hey, baby, God's telling me to give. How much, are we, how, much, how much do you feel like we're supposed to give? And with tears starting to come out of her eyes, she said, everything. Whoa. Now, at this time, I had wrecked a truck back in 2010, 2011 that, was on, that I was making payments on. Well, they had kept the ball rolling in court. So they were taking a, a big chunk of my paycheck every single week. They wanted $9,000. Then, um, before we got married, I screwed up my tax returns or whatever. So the IRS came at us for that. So I got the car people getting into my check. I got the IRS coming into my to my money and I mean we got all the we got multiple kids. You know, my wife's a stay-at-home mom. We're hit in the mouth, right? B- barely getting by, you know. Well, I mean, we never went hungry or anything, but I mean, we're we're scraping bottom. Right, right. So here we are. We give all this money, right? At that very same time, God told me to do a tent revival in Sherman Park where we went soul winning today. And I maxed out my credit cards to do it. And it was, I mean, I didn't have big credit cards, so it was like 1500 bucks. you know. Got the stage, the tent, the chairs, whatever. So we had given that offering the, on a Sunday. So Friday and Saturday, we had the tent revival. The following week, this is seven days later, Sunday night service, a guy comes up to me. He said, hey, man, I got, I got a little bit of money and... I wanted to bless somebody with it. And I said, God, who do you want me to bless? And he said, God showed me your face. He's like, so here, I just want to give this to you. And it was folded really small. And usually when someone folds something 19 times, it's like, you know, 50 bucks. One in a five. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm like, God, please like let this be 500 bucks or something. Like That would really help out. I go out in the parking lot and unfold it. It's a check for ten grand. Wow, <laughs> dude! And you did, never, never knew, didn't know who this was. Yeah, I know. He he came to the tent revival. Oh, oh okay. He went to another church up in Columbus, and, or he that's where he lives. But he came, he comes down to Salt. So he Rock saw what that. you were doing at the tent revival and uh, was told, help this guy out. Yeah, God and then, t- then he went to church and helped you out. Yeah, well, seven days later, God wow. God took that one thousand. Where'd your wife do? Turn it into ten thousand. She had to cry happy tears. Did we? Yeah, we 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 paid off. So did you go get a steak? The the people that were coming after me for the for the truck that I had wrecked. I mean, I was legally bound to that. I owed them nine thousand dollars. I said, "What can I pay right now to to get this over and done with?" And she's like, "Let me talk to my manager." She's like, "He never does this, but they'll they'll take two thousand dollars." And I said, done. Two grand. That's taken care of. Get rid of the IRS. Boom. Pay off the rest of my car. Boom. 
you know, and this is after we gave out of that, of course. Wow. So, yeah, man, God God takes care of his children. God, the Bible says, I've never seen the forsaken or Please. the righteous forsaken or begging bread. I'm not a beggar. The Bible says he takes the beggar from the dunghill and sets him among princes. That's who you are when you're saved. You are royalty. You are God's child. His word says that he's going to take care of you. Are you going to have the faith to stand on that? When things don't seem to be going your way, because the Bible says we walk by faith, not by sight. When everything's looking crazy, when the situation doesn't look that good, are you going to stand on God's word? Are you going to stand on faith and be like, no, God's word says this, it's so, I'm believing it, you're not going to mess me up off it. Just because of James's story is another reason, I mean, forget exposing the truth of what the mainstream media is not <laughs> talking about. Just for that very story right there, if you know somebody that is on the fence with God and hasn't accepted him into in their lives, just share, share this podcast, just post it, just and just send it to them. Just for that story alone. Forget what we're going to report and all the Biden BS and Fauci. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm being serious. That's the important stuff of life, man. Because, you know, like I've said before, we're all amazed at God when we see the beginning of life. When somebody, you know, has a baby. And then, you said bookends. People they, yeah, don't like bookends. They use God as bookends of their life. It's You know, we acknowledge him at birth. We, have, we acknowledge him when somebody passes away. But the entire time we're on planet Earth, there's so many people in between that don't acknowledge him. And they're just part-time. They go to church part-time. They're whatever. Everything's part-time, if at all. And man, you're you're ignoring our creator. You wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him. And why does he get shoved aside? Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's an awesome story, man. You you didn't tell me that one yet. It just came to my mind. I got a bunch. I you know. <laughs> um let me get rid of these glasses so I can read some of this. Here stuff. we go. Yeah. Into the news. We're going into the uh into the rut here. The newly released <laughs> January sixth videos destroyed the scam that is the January sixth committee's narrative, which I mean when they 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 started it on television in the middle of the day, then they tried to oh, we're gonna take it to prime time, and then every network that aired it <laughs> lost her because everyone knows it's a scam. It's just one big giant lie. Congressman Barry Loudermilk, uh, let's see, chairman of the House Administration Subcommittee on Oversight is spearheading all this, and he uh, will review whether pertinent information about the riot that uh, took place on January 6th was omitted from the high-profile pro- examination of the attack on the U.S. Capitol. Many U.S. Uh, Republicans were vocal, vocal critics since the uh, creation of the January 6th committee, and the inquiry seems to be uh, make good on lawmaker campaign trail vows to investigate the investigators. Um, and they're going to be combing through the massive amount of records uh, collected by the January 6th committee, which was dissolved in January... And the global, uh, with the goal of analyzing how the panel conducted the investigation, did they conduct an investigation or did they just go through all the same mountains of video, the 41,000, 44,000 hours of video that Tucker Carlson has right now and cherry pick little clips that they could edit together and then create a completely false narrative um, I feel like they use like CNN as their consultant or right. something. Right, <laughs> and that's all they did. They went into an editing bay. And they created this video, and they just beat the crap out of it and hammered it into every into America's eyes. And that's why, you know, Chuck Schumer, that's why everybody in that evil inner circle is so upset with Tucker Carlson. It's because 
wait, you're going to expose everything that we hacked. And, um, you know, that, I mean, do you have to be a brain surgeon to read through all this stuff, man? The subcommittee, made up of four Republicans and two Democrats, will be looking into roughly two million documents and records. And um, let's see, people on the street are saying the January 6th committee was one of the most corrupt group of parasites ever assembled. And they should all be prosecuted for at least abuse of power, obstruction of justice, and seditious conspiracy. They're they're just crumbling from the inside out. And I, I can't even say it's just the liberal Democrats because we know there's Republicans in it, it's it's just one, corruption on both it's, sides. It's all one giant organized crime ring, and it's again why they hate Trump so much because he's exposing it. But mm-hmm. they're they're panicking, and their guilt is on full display. There's something uh, you know the, the mainstream media is obviously talking about this because they're trying to spin it and making people like Tucker Carlson and anything that those of us that are sane thinking and can read between all the crap and the Nancy Pelosi how she arranged all this. Uh, what should I say, reportedly? Is that the word I'm supposed to go to? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, reportedly. But they are talking on the mainstream media about the January 6th hearings. Um, the one that they're not, not as much anyway, the March 8th congressional hearings on COVID origins. That's not getting any coverage. Why isn't that? Because this is this is something that affected the last three years of not only this country, the entire globe. And it's kind of a big deal. I mean, you've got the March 8th congressional hearings on COVID origins. You've got the remdesivir trials, which friends of the show, Michael Hamilton and Dan Watkins are handling. They've got multiple um, uh, court proceedings where they're representing families that had basically their loved ones murdered, um, where doctors and hospitals received millions upon millions of dollars to turn the other cheek while their loved ones basically drowned um, on remdesivir. And uh, we've had those guys on the show multiple times. And why isn't the mainstream media covering those trials? These are like big trials, but they're going completely unnoticed. Uh, You can also look up uh, Tom Renz, Thomas Renz. Um, I think his website is T-O-M-Renz, R-E-N-Z dot org. Um, Anyway, Google his name, Thomas Renz. He's the attorney that's uh, donated the rest of his career to tackling everything that's, uh, all all the mishaps and all the misdealings surrounding remdesivir and COVID. And no one in the mainstream media is talking about this at all. And it's absolutely huge. If you call your local pharmacy, most of them, you know, when the little chime comes on, it's like, have you got your vaccination yet? Yeah. Now it's only nineteen ninety nine. Like there's, like I told you, and I, people have listened have heard me say this. I saw a bus in the city where I live in Middletown drove by. It said, "Get vaccinated." The whole bus, the whole side of it, in large letters, "Get vaccinated." There's, there's still, I don't know. But everything's about the, the January sixth uh, scam. Uh, they're saying Tucker Carlson's pulling a scam. Mainstream media and you know, focusing on people like Schumer and stuff. And then, of course, any of us that paid attention and saw it unfold live on television, you saw the scam. You know, it, the whole thing's a scam. Even when they tried to... You saw Trump on live TV saying, we're going to march peacefully down to the uh, rotunda. And then they edit that piece, and then they just hammer it. 
I don't know. It's like, dude, that's not what he said, and we know that's not what he said. For a lot of the media outlets, if you like, especially CNN and was it MSNBC? Because I, I even Fox. If you, if yeah, if if you can watch those and just be like, yeah, I'm I'm taking that as absolute truth right there, man. You, <laughs> I I don't even know what to say because I nothing, no kind words come to my right. mind. Like you, you have to be able to do your own what was do your own due diligence. Find out. For yourself, don't you know? Look at both sides of if the story. If only there were a device that we had in our <laughs> hand that we could easily acquire this information. Oh, yeah, you have smartphones. Don't be dumb. Uh, so yeah, you've got multiple court proceedings going on uh, that mainstream media, and also not making headlines. Fauci's darkest day. He was caught in bribery scheme to save his skin, repeatedly lied on COVID origins, paid off doctors. Uh, former CDC director Dr. Robert Redfield confirmed during testimony that he was excluded and kept out of the loop by Dr. Tony Fauci in early February 2020 after he suggested the COVID-19 virus was leaked from a laboratory and did not act like a naturally occurring SARS coronavirus. Hmm. Dr. Redfield believed COVID came from a lab, so Fauci excluded him from phone calls early on as he persuaded other uh, doctors to side with him by uh, by handing out millions of dollars in research grants. Uh, uh, sounds work. like mainstream media would be rep- reporting you know, this like a daily update, but no, you're not getting that. Um, again, this is an issue that altered lives for the past three years. How come nothing? I mean, I don't watch mainstream media all that much, but I purposely, I'll zero on a, in a couple shows. Um, what's it? David Muir world nice world news tonight with David Muir or whatever, whatever it is. And he gives all the headlines for the news for all the stories he's going to. So I don't have to sit through 30 minutes of drivel mm-hmm. i just give it like two and a half minutes of headlines at the start of the show and i know what he's te- you know what he's going to be talking about nothing on on this side of fauci of course anything is still pro fauci or how he's wrongfully accused um chairman jim jordan was on fire questioning dr redfield about the origins of covid19 virus during the house coronavirus committee on the streets, uh, people are saying, like Rob, he says, the biggest criminals are always the most arrogant. Fauci is one of the most vile, irritating, prideful jerks I've ever seen in my life. His repugnant demeanor is in direct proportion to the need to put this mass murderer in prison for the rest of his life. I, I do believe he should be incarcerated for a long time. And I still know people personally that <laughs> that think, bless you, that he uh, just think he is the most reliable source when it comes to, they're just so unplugged and they're just so nurtured to think what they see on mainstream media news that it's legit. And they, even though I spent 30 years in the industry and I'm like, no, no, I'm telling you, it's not right. legit. They're all bought and paid for by Big Pharma. When did you become yeah. a conspiracy theorist? Well, you know what? Oh. I, I, we've talked about this before. The left, the Democrats, used to hate Big Pharma. Used to just go against them. Well, my, have the have the tables have turned? Tide, tides uh, who's, changed. Who's lining people's pockets now? Yeah. It must be Big Pharma, sponsored by Pfizer. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, TV shows sponsored by Pfizer, um, watch the Oscars tomorrow night. Sponsored by Pfizer. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> all the award shows are sponsored by Pfizer. They've yeah. got it all bought and paid for. Don't think that's just a coincidence. Get your legal drugs. There is there's there's a whole mission behind that. And since we're talking money, uh, you'll laugh at this one. Joe Biden just a couple days ago traveled to Philadelphia to deliver a budget proposal which includes two trillion dollars in tax hikes. Republicans are expected to reject his ridiculous budget proposal. Um, he absurdly, 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 let me say that again, I'm yeah. glad I speak for a living, Thanks. claimed his regime has brought down inflation seven months in a row. Um, in the last seven months, <laughs> do you feel like you've got more money in your pocket? Yeah. Um, that was obviously an, uh, a huge lie. Inflation skyrocketed shortly after Joe Biden was sworn into office because of his tax and spend policies. And I, I just looked up a, a recent graph, and it was going throughout the years, you know, up and down, up and down, pretty much flat. But as soon as, like, the day that he got, you know, ele- or voted into office or stolen into office, the day he took office, the same graph goes, boom! And it's... It hasn't come down yet. So don't... Uh, in what bubble is he living in to where he thinks he can actually uh, pull that lie off, man? It's like, dude, the rest of us are living in a, on a, in a different country We went from... I remember... And this was... I, you know, it's whatever. But before Joe Biden was president, we lived in this neighborhood. And there was this gas station right around the corner. I remember that gas station said zero... Nine nine. That was the price mm-hmm. of a gallon of gas. Ninety nine cents. Well, we went up to three ninety nine on his dime. Did we go into the fours here in Cincinnati? Like four oh nine, four twenty nine. Yeah, I know diesel was through the roof there for a little bit. I, know I mean, it's still ridiculously high. They'll they'll try to be like, oh look, gas has went down right when it was touching the low threes and maybe some two ninety nines. But it's like, hey. Inbred, when um, before you came in office, we were in the dollars. <laughs> now we're in the three fours. Yeah. Like, don't you, you're not fooling anyone. Oh, gas has come down. No, it hasn't. It's still high. Uh, let's see. Keith says it won't stop until the Democrats are removed from office or Putin drops nukes on us. Wow. And then the saint <sighs> said, yeah, it was kind of grim there. Uh, <laughs> says, Joe is a good outlook. <laughs> Joe is just a serial liar and the stupidest person to ever be in his position. He's just a puppet. Yeah. It's actually Obama. Um, according to me, anyway. Uh, we were going to, since we're talking money. Okay, yeah. Okay, so there's this guy. Jim on, Kramer? Yeah, he, he's on, I, I think it's CNBC. His name's Jim Kramer. If you watch is him. Is he the dude with the. Yeah, he always has his sleeves yeah. rolled up like he's been working hard all day and he's talking about money and he hits the buttons and stuff and sell, buy, whatever. Look, I, I looked at graphs of, because he has like a little trading club or whatever. He's down, like anyone who's with him and his little, you know, stock picks or whatever, he's down. 63%. (laughs) This guy's horrible. Anything this guy tells you, I would do the exact opposite of it. Three weeks ago, he he jumped all in on this bank out in California. I believe it's called Silicon Valley Bank. And here's Jim Cramer. He's got all the charts. And I mean, hey, this is why this bank's great. And you need to invest. And you need to buy the stock. Well, guess what? 
It's tanked. They're going bankrupt. The that, same bank he told you to invest in is now going bankrupt. The economy is doing so horrible right now. This is another thing. Well, if, hold if, on a second. Joe Biden no, no, just no, no, said. Man, any, anybody that has been paying attention has, you know, they're like, the Fed has turned the money printers on. If you didn't know this, the Federal Reserve, there's nothing federal about the Federal Reserve. It is a privately owned bank that... It's basically central banking, and it owns all the other banks Conspiracy. that are under No, it's, this is fact. All the other banks are under them. That's where you get the FDIC insured, $250,000, blah, blah, blah. Well, Jerome Powell, who is, who, who's the Fed, he has turned off the money printers, so we're in something called quantitative tightening. They're not putting any new money into circulation, and they've been doing interest hikes. We're at uh, 4.75% right now. Well, now, you know, oh, we're not going to have a recession. There's going to be this soft landing. Well, the, the tables have turned because they are, if you didn't know this, but I, here's a nugget for you. Jerome Powell is going to raise interest rates until millions of people, they want 2 million people to be jobless. They won't outright say that because it's bad media. <laughs> but Bill Gates wants 3 billion people yeah. dead. Yeah. I mean, these people have no interest for you. Well, we got to bring inflation down. Well, the only way they can bring inflation down is by killing the job market, by not printing money. Um, I, mean, I mean, it's it's all it's a debt-based system. So if you can take anything away from this, Jim Cramer, don't even listen to that idiot. And if you do listen to him, do the exact opposite. And two, cash is king right now. I don't know, man president said everything's on the up and up so he's an idiot he's, i mean we're, this guy's we're, just weird they're, they're arguing about the debt ceiling right now and uh, uh what's that chick name uh yellen whatever she, uh the treasury lady i mean it's it's not looking good the i mean they've royally so what type of advice up. would you give well what should people in, invest in or don't you want to share that information i would say i would wait um probably early quarter three that's when you're going to see dumpster fire prices. Right now, the S&P's been kind of doing this thing around four, low threes. You're probably going to see a 30 to 50% drop. And this is not financial advice. <laughs> I'm not a, giving any financial advice. I'm just saying this. He's not an MSNBC host. Yeah. so. You, but you're going to see stock markets take a major dive here very shortly. Well, we know that. But what would you say if I had to invest something? Wait, cash is king right now. Stock up some, stock up on. Aren't you liquidity. all about the uh, Bitcoin and stuff like that? You you want to go uh, down that rabbit hole? I I do I do like cryptocurrency. I am not in anything though right now. I'm waiting for like I said those dumpster fire prices, which I think are right around the corner. Okay, and when they hit bottom, I'll I'll let you know what I'm getting in on, and when the next bull run comes. I'm going to have my own microphone. <laughs> no, you're going to be tithing, sir. Yeah, yeah of course. God always I'm going to have my first. own microphone. I'm buying a microphone for myself. <laughs> and we might have new lights for the set, too. If you win all that money. Yeah. All right, let's, uh, let's wrap not up. not winning. Not winning, you know what I mean. Yeah. Cash in on. Yeah. Uh, whatever. Don't worry. I wish you speak a little bit. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm feeling stupid with my words right now because the next story involves the oh name Kamala Harris. <laughs> I can't even do her impression right Come now. 
You see, the school bus is the school bus in which you need the school bus to drive the school bus. You can charge your phone on the school bus. So Kamala... <laughs> what if your wife talked like that? Would you just like be? I'd hang myself. Yeah, I was just gonna say when I find you hanging from the basement. Yeah, yeah. You're like, where, honey? Where is? He? Oh, <sighs> see my feet barely touching the ground. Kamala Harris claimed that uh, kids today suffer from clim- climate mental issue, uh, mental health issues. But I couldn't I, even, you say can't even say it. That's what? What kind of garbage is this? Say that again. What is it called? Kids today are suffering from climate. Mental health issues. <laughs> I was outside today. It was beautiful. So, uh, yeah, no uh, no negativity there. I mean, uh, she said maybe it's... Oh, no, I'm sorry. According to the Gateway Pundit, maybe it's because Democrats and people in the media keep saying the world is going to end in 10 years. Um, they've been saying that for 40 years. Yeah. That the world's going to end in 10 years. If it's not global warming, it's... This or that or the, you know, whatever. Uh, the she's, polar ice caps are melting! Right. Before it was global warming, it was global cooling, I think, in the 70s. Yeah, it's always something, man. Just to, just to uh, trigger fear, that's all it's for, man. She said, quote, this is your vice president, by the way. One of the young leaders I was talking to told me about climate mental health. I said, tell me what's going on with your peers. I said, I think I understand that, but unpack it, if you can, for me. She talked about how her peers are thinking about it, and one example is whether they're ready. Could they start a family? Worried about what that would mean and the stress of it. Um, I want to know who this was. I want to know where you were when you said this. And as vice president, I'm sure that this event can be found on your past itinerary with video and audio to back it up because... Um, I think you're lying and lying again. I don't think this conversation happened with anybody. Uh, who is this person that you're referencing? Who is this, uh, this one of these young leaders? What's their name? Where are they from? Can we interview them? Yeah. I don't think, I think this is just her randomly shouting out stupidity like her and her boss do. And uh, I, I, don't, I, I don't buy any of it. I, I, I don't think I, that conversation ever happened. I think two things with the story. One, if you want to see a real problem with our environment, go to East Palestine, Ohio, where the people are living paycheck to paycheck and can't move away from there and they're stuck and their kids are stuck there. And it's literally an environmental disaster. People are legitimately sick. Oh, yeah, let's talk about the, the flood of illegal immigrants coming over the border. Or... Let's talk about the th- – these are all first world country problems being made up. Go, go to Venezuela and see if they care about climate change. They're just trying to eat. Or maybe the Democratic uh, Republic of Congo where they're digging out minerals with their bare hands and pick little shovels oh, yeah. to fuel your batteries yep. for your green plan. Yeah, yeah let, let's yeah. talk about climate change. <laughs> Why don't we talk about what's really going on first? Scumbags, man. Yeah. Pathetic Green scum. deal. Yeah. I will always drive a V8 that takes either gasoline or diesel, and I will drive faster and more just to make the point that you're never going to get me to stop using fuel, oil, love oil. Love the smell of burning tires. Love the smell of fuel in oh. the air. 
Love a good race. We were just talking about the NHRA U.S. Nationals. Yeah. Uh, we're going to try to make it to Indianapolis to see that this year. To see the uh, top fuel dragsters that when they go from zero to three hundred and thirty plus miles an hour in yeah. three seconds. Guess what? I don't care about my carbon footprint. <laughs> if anything, I'm going to make a bigger carbon footprint. <laughs> there ain't there ain't no electric motor no. that's going to do that. Imagine going to that and it's like. Yeah, it sounds like a vacuum cleaner I'm, I taking need... off. No, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then to watch the engine explode at the other end. That's yeah. that's America! We love it. Oh. Love no. fuel. Let's give uh, electric motors. I love my happen. 400 ho- horsepower supercharged engine underneath my hood. Heck yes. Heck mm. yes. All right. Uh, you want to lead us out in uh, with a prayer real fast? I hope everyone has a good weekend. hope, uh, I don't know. Yeah, share the show. Uh, it's growing. We thank you for your support. Uh, we love you, and um, we, we thank Getting you. Getting closer to that announcement. I do have to make. I think you should just stop talking about the announcement uh, and just announce it when you announce it. Okay. All right. All right. But Go it's ahead. in the works. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for another episode we thank you for all our listeners and we thank you for their support in helping this show grow i thank you for keeping the blood of jesus over each one of them and their loved ones and their families i thank you for helping them to be a shining light in this dark world thank you for the boldness and courage that you've given them to step out and to share the gospel with someone today we thank you for all your blessings we thank you for taking care of us we thank you for our divine health we give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. In Jesus' name, until we see you again, amen. All right. Thank you, sir. Uh, remember to share the show. The. The Freedom Ring on Rumble, BitChute, Brighteon, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Yahoo the. Podcasts, and Stitcher. Have yourself a great weekend. I'm Matt Toledo. That's Brother James. This is the Freedom Ring. Later. Adios.